Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. My name is Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Mostly we binge. And yeah. 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 And the cringe, well, I think the, well... The thing about cringing, like, you can usually see that from a large distance away. Yeah. And... Uh, I, I again, as somebody that as I get older, I seem to have less and less free time. I don't want to spend twelve hours watching a show that I don't like. Yeah, and usually within that first, I don't know, episode or sometimes even, even like the preview, I know that I'm not going. Okay, the the new Jack Ryan series, I think it's airing on Amazon. Yes, that's a show that had me pretty much. Oh from yeah, the, the, the fact that they were making a Jack Ryan show already interested. Another me. case of an actor who he didn't have as much to do, but he Chris Pratted himself. Uh, that that means got all buffed out, and there you go. I mean, and I buy, um, I buy him as an analyst. Oh, which, totally. Which Jack Ryan, is, like Harrison Ford and Chris um, and Alec Baldwin. With the Chris from Star Trek, I can't Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Like when he did the uh, what was it, Shadow Recruit? Like him and Harrison Ford look a lot like less like analysts mm-hmm. than oh yeah than than I guess the analyst that I have in my head now. Jim from The Office, I buy that guy. Like if if you're just telling me showing me pictures of all these guys, mm-hmm. and you say which one of them is an analyst, Bingo. that's the one I'm yep. gonna point at. Alec Baldwin. Also doesn't look like anything. <laughs> Especially oh. like late late eighties Alec Baldwin. To hear Alec Baldwin talk about Harrison Ford, have you heard that? Yes. Oh, oh he was not pleased that he no. was not Jack Ryan in uh not Hunt for Red. The he short version for- is it was it, at the time Ford had another deal or something when and the Hunt movie was Octo- taken away from him. Initially he wanted he he was going they wanted him for Hunt for Red October, but he Which couldn't do it. Which is a great movie. Yeah. So Alec Baldwin is Jack Ryan. And you would assume, naturally, that when they do another Jack Ryan movie... I don't remember if Patriot Games or Clear and Present Danger came first. Which one was the next one? But Alec Baldwin, being the actor who had been Jack Ryan in Hunt for Red October, assumed that there was an, an, a new Jack Ryan movie mm-hmm. that he would probably be Jack Ryan. Yeah. No. Harrison Ford was. Uh, and Baldwin... Um, ever so colorfully, <laughs> did not appreciate it. I love him he, so much. Yeah. He's so talented. Seek seek that story out in its entirety. It's, yes, it's, it's really worth, worth it. your. It's like hearing Kevin Smith talk about Prince, working, yeah. well, we're, we're, and working with Bruce Willis on yeah. Live Free or Die Hard and <laughs> subsequently Cop Out. Like, they're just, they're entertaining stories period even yes. if even if you don't have any interest in the jack ryan movies or bruce willis or any of those those movies are almost are those stories are almost as fascinating and in some cases uh, especially with live free or die hard or cop out more entertaining than the films oh yeah that they they happened in but for alec baldwin i mean he was a movie actor this profoundly affected his career yeah now He's. I love that he has done so much television. And I can just eat it up. But at that time, I mean, he was a hot number, rising star kind of guy. And then it's like, boop, bye bye. You know what I'm also kind of curious about, and this this wasn't like him being blocked by Harrison Ford for it. Correct. All right, Tim Burton directs the movie Batman mm-hmm. in 1989. Uh, in 87, I believe he did Beetlejuice. Maybe it was 88. It's right there before. Um, he picks one of the actors from Beetlejuice to play Batman. Now, he is supposed to be a handsome millionaire playboy. If I were to ask Show you... Show you pictures. <laughs> if I, you were to ask me, which one of these is a handsome millionaire playboy? Do you pick Michael Keaton? You do not. Or do you pick Alec Baldwin? Definitely, Mr. Baldwin. If if you are picking a handyman who looks like you can trust him, Michael Keaton. Or Mr. Mom. Like, if the internet had have existed back when the original Batman came out, mm-hmm. like it does, like people would have, they would have torn the walls down for Warner Brothers. By the way, re-watching Mr. Mom, don't. 
if you enjoyed it, so if you enjoyed it, just remember it fondly. But re- rewatching it is just. Ugh. But I'm I'm just I'm confused by Tim Tim Burton going yes that is my Bruce Wayne now I love Keaton in that role but from the standpoint of a producer you have to just sit there and go wait Tim you 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 got Beetlejuice to be, isn't Bruce Wayne handsome or mm-hmm. is it that Batman uh, well he which he, one are you doing he does wear a suit a lot anyway. Binge or cringe? Um, what was I even going to tell you? It was. I, I started with I, Alec Baldwin. I, I immediately misdirected and. Okay. Well, this is what's been on my mind. Let me see if I can make this leap. Yes. Okay. Alec Baldwin, the handsome everyman, much like let's say Paul Rudd, who we love in Ant Man okay, and okay. the Wasp. Yeah. Yeah. And liked him in Clueless. Loved like, him. And in Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, I would say the breakout character is his friend, Luis. Yes. Michael Pena. Talk about a guy that I would love to hear do commentary. Yes. Michael Pena is in a new movie made for Netflix called Extinction. Do you know what they should have hired him to do? What? Explain the plot of every movie on Netflix, but do it as his character from Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, it's just, that's what every episode is. It's like, okay, fine. Um, Louise, explain Die Hard. <laughs> All right, now explain um, War and Peace. Like, I want to hear his hot take on every yeah. film, movie, that book, song. Oh. I've got to find this for you if it still exists. So my youngest, Jenna, who is just shy of being 12, we'd just seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. This was within five days after seeing it. And I don't know. We were doing something. And she wrote a scene of what we had done that day and told it as him. Nailed it. It was like, (gasps) You were my child. How did you do that? I've never been more proud. I was just so proud of her. And it was just what we'd done that day. And she had the timing and everything. I thrilled. I wish I had recorded that so much, so much. I was probably driving. Anyway, so. I had stayed up late during. What What was. What was the first time Perot ran for president? I have no idea. Was it like when Dana Carvey was on Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Well, okay. As a child, <laughs> I had stayed up late and watched. Like I would stay up and watch like Saturday Night Live, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, this show's on at like ten thirty, and I hear my parents talking about politics while we're driving around in the van. Like we were probably going out to eat or something like that, and. They're talking about, like, reasons you should vote for this person, you should vote for this person, and I'm just sitting on it because, like, I don't know a lot about politics about that point. Like, basically everything that I knew was from Saturday Night Live, and I launch in to Dana Carvey's impression of Ross Perot <laughs> talking about what they're saying is just another stupid trade agreement. They just turn around, like, stunned, and I, I'm either, like, 8 or 12. I, I don't remember when pro. I know he did again in, like, 90s. Yeah. I want to say I was 12. But, like, they just stop, and, like, they're confused and wrapping their head around the fact that their 12-year-old son is impersonating one of the people running for... It, it was... I they That was my moment, but I don't think my parents shared the... Um, profound like swell of pride mm. that you did oh. and more just he's weirder than we thought by the way Dana Carvey on comedians in cars getting coffee Dana Carvey period is a riot you you know what was exceptional that I, I understand why it got canceled did you ever watch the Dana Carvey show yes and I saw that that um documentary on oh. it it was great let's not go down that rabbit All right, hole I'm, I'm, but i'm just saying da- yes dana carvey is a brilliant man yes, and that, that was a brilliant show also brilliant documentary yes and he told seinfeld when people he says people mostly ask him to do the elder president bush and he says this is my response every time and they're always happy 
not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. He said the cue cards, I think, read like N-O-G-N-D-O-I, maybe not going to do it. His his best of Saturday Night Live, like they all did like volumes of like mm-hmm. best of Sandler. Will Ferrell, I think, has three of them. Um, but Dana Carvey's best of, oh, it's it, it's just it's I, he never. I understand that he had to leave that show at some point, but like that was just that was his holy ground. So good, right there. So extinction, extermination, extermination. No, extinction. Extinction sounds extinction. Right. Okay, so. I watched the entire thing, even though Jim says, you couldn't watch all of Atomic Blonde and you're staying with this? And I said, well, I just need to know where they're going with this. So that means he then has to look up the reviews, read me the reviews, and tell me what's wrong with it. Okay, again. And the reviews weren't kind. No. I I don't think any of them were kind. I watched it. To see where they were going with it. And then I, I told Anna Grace the entire plot because I said, look, you're never going to waste your time watching it. So I'm going to tell you my version of this movie. Here's what I would have done. If they'd had his character as Luis in it, far more entertaining. But it starts out with the sci-fi fantasy talk over. What if everything you knew was wrong? What if? You weren't even who you thought you were. What if it's like, ah! Oh, dear. I can't even stand the prologue. (laughs) And so then you see him go to some job where, in my mind, he's working with a leaf blower in an all-white room, I think. And then... He has the most annoying seven-year-old child who does every annoying, cliched thing that a kid does in a movie. So much so, if I see that girl in person, I'm having words with her. Did you ever see the movie North? Uh, This sounds like sci-fi North to me. Uh, He also has the precocious teenage daughter who... She, for fun, she hides in the elevator. Plot point. Anyway, I'm already bored, okay? The the description you're giving it, uh, like, uh, like it's... So this is a cringe. It's upsetting me. This is a cringe. And I may have to tell you the whole thing because it will save you watching it. And you go, oh, yeah, I saw that. Don't watch it. Okay, so here's the thing. He doesn't have any manner of accent or anything. He's playing this totally straight. There's not a single funny line in it. Which... Hiring an actor like him and then not having, I, why would you? I don't know. Like, it's like, it's like hiring Hitchcock, but like having him make you a Big Mac. Okay. Like, why would, why would you do that? I don't know. With that talent. So here's the movie. Extension. 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 Extinction. (laughs) Extension. That's the You need to get it right so they know not to watch it. Okay, so he goes to work. He has problems with his family because he's so busy. Why? Because he can't sleep. And everyone says, you need to see someone about your personal problems because you can't sleep. And his boss says like three times on that one day when there was the one mistake with the not a leaf blower about how he has to see these people. So he goes to see these people. And why can't he sleep? Because he has dreams of lights from the sky and people getting shot with lasers. Pew, 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 pew. And then uh, bodies everywhere. Pew, 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 pew. Buildings falling. I can't sleep. So he goes to the doctor and he's in the office waiting with some other guys going, so what do you dream about? Are you here because of your dreams? And he's like, uh-huh. And the other guy says... This feels like (laughs) Brett Ratner's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So he goes, you know what? I come here so they can make me forget because I want to forget. But you know what? Something big's coming. We know it's coming. We're not crazy. It's all real. So the guy goes away with Nurse Ratchet and 
Michael Pena just hightails it out of there. Happens to be the very night of some party because they've forgotten what their friends look like. And I'm thinking, huh, we don't have people over. Hardly ever. Like, you're the only person allowed over in the house, really. And uh, so, you know, uh, but Jim's personality was not part of this film. So... You've got the whiny seven-year-old and her stupid talking monkey that goes, monkey see, monkey do, which is an annoying toy to begin with. And you got pixie-cut hair girl, which is wearing way too make, much makeup, and she's just bothersome. And then you have the super happy family that's would their it, best friends with. Would it be easier to describe the things that you like? Oh, no, no. I haven't gotten the to the alien. I haven't gotten to the alien. So they're all at this party, see? And then <gasps> they look outside. Pew, 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 pew. Things are coming down from the sky. <gasps> Is this what you dreamed? Oh, honey, I'm so sorry that I said that you did not dream these things. I'm sorry I said it wasn't real. Oh, it was real. So what happens next in your dream? What happens next? And he's like thinking, oh, they all die. But I can't say that because that's a real bummer. So everyone's running. Pew, 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 pew. And then you see a cross between alien and predator, a cross between alien and predator with some extra insecty things going on and all these insecty noises with weapons just shooting everything again with the pew, pew, pew. And they end up back in their own apartment, blah, blah, blah. The other friend family, everyone gets blown up but his family. And the stupid girl with the stupid monkey doesn't do what she's told. So then the alien comes into their house. But this alien stops at the girl and, like, turns its head and looks at her with all the creepy insect noises. And then Michael Pena, boom, boom, boom. But the alien's not dead, but they don't know. But they escape. And then his wife gets shot. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention at that point. But all of a sudden, she's limping. So she's injured. And then he goes to kill the alien, who wasn't dead after all. He goes, why you kill my family? Why you want to do this to my family? And the alien puts both of his hands up as if to say stop. And he stops. And so the alien takes his head off. (gasps) He's a human. Can you believe it? Why do you want to kill my family? And he says, well, I had to learn all about you, but I didn't sign up to kill kids. I didn't sign up to kill a family. So then, oh, it gets better. It gets better. Oh, my God. So then they get to the factory, which is the government thing that he works at with the not-a-leaf blower, and... They try to fix his wife, but they have like a taser on him. She's going, Bleh, and he's all upset. But the doctors go, oh, no, she'll be fine. Take him away. Take him away. It's like, that's not right. Something's wrong with her. And so then alien guy who looks a little like uh, John Mulroney, slightly, uh, he says, uh, I can help her. Oh, go kill him. I can help her. So everybody leaves except the alien Michael Pena and the lifeless wife. So Alien Guy starts jabbing into her. He's like, oh, no, man, don't do that. Oh, I can fix her. And then all the black ooze comes out of her. And the Alien Guy looks at him and says, you don't even know what you are, do you? (gasps) Mind blown. They're the robots. (laughs) Did did they search through M. Night Shyamalan's trash can (laughs) you know what man that was my grandfather's people 50 years ago that left the earth so technically they're the martians that came back and the robot people developed feelings and everyone had their brains erased except just a few and they all went and hid the end don't watch it (laughs) Uh, like i mean real i i'd looked at the rotten tomato score and just kind of went i'll pass but like a- after that, like I might, pew, pew, pew. I might need to start up like some sort of, I don't a movement or a charity to make people avoid this film. Now here's the thing: what really bugged me was why the bug noises. Why, why are the bug noises playing? There are no bugs. You want us to think they're bugs, and there's only, I think, one actual suit that they use on not John Mulroney. So I think 
trying to analyze, <laughs> do a, do a post-mortem, if you will, um, on this film is kind of like analyzing the Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas. Uh, uh, I, I was so even, excited even about if that you movie. Do, even if mm. you do the the autopsy on either of these movies, I don't. I, I think you're just you're going to keep pulling back those those onion layers, mm-hmm. and you're not you're never going to solve the problem. You're never going to fix it. I just had to know where they were headed with this, and so that's why I stuck with it. Um, I think both of us will watch films. In spite of yeah, I knew it was bad, but it's like what I had to know what they were thinking. And I just it, had. It to. Turns out they weren't. They were they not thinking were, at all. No, not at all. Oh, and oh, with the little girl at one point goes, "They killed our parents because they were human, and we are not." Like, Except she didn't quite deliver the line like might that. As well. <laughs> it would have been funnier. Not a comedy, anyway. So there's that, and then. And then I chose to watch the new David Spade movie. Oh, what is it? That Man of the Year or, or Father of the Father Year? Father of the Year. It was something. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. it. It Netflix did not suggest to me that I would like it, but I passed through it because it knows better at this point. Like <laughs> Netflix knows, I will smack its teeth out. You have if it to says watch stupid things like that. You to have me. to watch like the first ten minutes just to hear the accents. The accents. I don't... <laughs> it's all done in accent. In the first scene that you see David Spade, he gets in the pool that he's put in the pickup truck, but it's not his pickup truck. And he's naked because he gave his son's friend his swimming trunks. And he falls out. Is is this part <sighs> of like the Joe Dirt shared universe with like. an accent with a different accent yes it is a drunker Joe Dirt with ah, Boston maybe I, maybe it's a Chicago thing happen. it's some sort of I couldn't it was just an accent and he's the only one who has it you, you know really the only thing I want to see David Spade do be in movies with Chris Farley and mm. I understand why he can't do that one or, or basically do the Hollywood Minute. Those are the two things I want him to Or I'd like to, to see do. him do stand-up. Yeah, Enjoy yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, I will accept that as well. Or do interviews. I love those. Like, films that are not with Chris Farley, I, I don't think I can... I, I can't think of one that I enjoyed. Um, I think he did... What was it? The Showbiz Show, maybe, on Comedy Central that was basically a half-hour Hollywood Minute. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I was terribly upset when they ended up canceling it. David Spade is just not one that I, w- I want to follow everywhere that he goes. Okay. Now, as I'm watching this, I'm having... Kevin Nealon was in it? Oh, I missed that part. <laughs> well, I mean, he is one of Sandler's friends, and I guarantee you Happy Madison produced it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Um, uh, David Spade on his nude scene in Netflix's Father of the Year. Okay, so uh, one of the guys I just happened to know because he was in... You know, even if it wasn't a cringe, I'm going to go ahead and say that you saying the words David Spade nude scene (laughs) already, like, sends it into that territory. Or if we want to start breaking it down to which scenes you should cringe at, I can imagine that... That's going to be one of them. Oh, Jared Sandler is in it. Is Jer- I guess Jared Sandler Maybe is a his Sandler. Few or son. Now I have to know. Uncle. Okay, so or... the story is these two friends have a debate over whose father would win in a fight. Okay, that's really all you need to know. But that doesn't have a lot to do with it. Matt Shively has been around quite some time and I know he started on some Disney stuff and then he showed up in oh it was a delightful comedy uh it was the the oh the O'Neills it was called the O'Neills maybe maybe possibly anyway and he was the boorish older brother and that was a hoot I enjoyed him in that and let's see Jared Sandler is Nathan I obviously don't remember him uh Mostly, the jokes were about 
Uh, David Spade growing a pair of uh, womanly features overnight, but the Benadryl took it away. Uh, a stepchild who urinates in things. And... Uh, well, I mean, that, that cinches it. It's definitely a Happy Madison production. Yes. And a 22-year-old who... Um, how shall I phrase this? There's this delicately. There's this haggish looking woman that they have to do something for, but in order for her to say the debt is paid, oh dear, there was oh. there was an exchange made, oh. <laughs> and that exchange <laughs> continued. And at the end of the movie, it's she says, "Wig on or wig off this time." That's really all I can say about that movie. Huh. <laughs> I, I don't I know if I've ever had Adam's a face. man. That's that. That's a cringe at the cringe. Like, yes, I'm cringing at just listening to why I should. Huh. So two cringes right there. Huh. right there. So that'd be extinction and father of the year. Just a. Why? Yeah. Uh, there's so much more I could tell you about why you shouldn't watch it, but by all no, means. I think that's 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 enough. <laughs> like, there's no reason we gone, we off. Okay. Uh, there's no reason to walk down that alleyway anymore. Nope. We've we've already been pickpocketed. Like, there's no reason to stand around and wait for something else to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, there that happened. However, coming up on, I think I was still on Netflix. Yes. Coming up in August, Ozark season two, and saw, Ozark yes. is exceptional. Well, it, it is Jason Bateman, who I adore, and I'm going to rewatch some of it. But let me get this straight: if you haven't watched the first season of Ozark now, but he's uh, an accountant, yes, accountant or lawyer. An I've accountant. not got to watch it yet. One of uh, oh, a, a oh, friend oh. of mine had pointed me okay. toward it. Well, then let me tell you, I. Pretty sure he's an accountant. Yes, he, yes, he is. He's an accountant, and something, uh, some questionable men have come to the company, and they need some things done. And then there's an issue with his partner, and then he, Jason Bateman, ends up moving out to the Ozarks. And you knew that was coming in there. At some obviously, point. and he is—he's just who you think Jason Bateman is. He's, you want him as your next door neighbor. You know he's, he says sarcastic things. He's just, he a, just it, a good guy. He does it so well. He's handsome, but not in the overwhelmingly. Not in threatening John yeah. Hammy kind of way. Yes, he's just, I like him. I like him a lot. And he is another one who I think that we would just have the, the biggest time with. It would. I'd be very disappointed if when I met Jason Bateman and like he just he seems like he is very like off the cuff, mm -hmm. very very witty. Like just seems like a guy you'd want to. I mean, just you know, go go out to eat with. And I love that he's married to Paul Anka's daughter. That's just a little little tidbit that I I deeply enjoy that. So he goes out to the Ozark with his family. They don't tell the kids anything. They just up and move. Maybe in the middle of the night. And he ends up having, in order to protect his family, right. he ends up having to figure out how to launder money. And that's really all you need to know. How he learns to launder money. A, an enormous amount of money. And the things that he ends up having to do, he's not shooting people or anything, but it's just like he has to figure out how to do this because his family is in great danger. And he's just trying to keep it together. This Much like... Much like um, um, Arrested Breaking Development. Bad. Okay. Was, yes, it is like Breaking Bad. Honestly, that's what it, it struck. I mean, w Walter White goes a little bit, you know, darker, and uh, he's yes. probably not as witty or funny as Jason Bateman is, but it sound, the, the premise at least kind of strikes me in that extreme situation done to protect one's one's family yes. to a yes. certain degree. Yes, and that, that I was going to bring that up. So it's, my... so it's accountant Breaking Bad. Yes. And however, well, it took a while for him to really take a dark turn in Breaking Bad, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. It, yeah, it, it, it was a. Where whereas in a lot of shows or movies are about like a character's redemption, Breaking Bad seemed to start 
at the other end and walk it yeah. in the other direction. It wasn't about redeeming that man. It was about him going to that dark place and just continuing his descent. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully in uh, this season, I like J- uh, Jason Bateman's character being trying to be the good guy. And I I like the getting flustered. I like learn that he has to learn how to do this and that. And then you have his uh, not Laura Dern wife. I forget who it is, but you know that type of looking. I mean, honest, that's what Jason Bateman does best yeah. in his movies. Like even Zootopia, you've essentially described what his character that like do, doing something he doesn't necessarily want to and getting fl- like that's Jason. So Bateman, good at it that it that's what he does. He can eyebrow act like nobody's business, and it's subtle, and I love it. And I was going to say, it's a little like Arrested Development. By the way, seasons four and five, just just don't. Uh, <laughs> but in Arrested Development, he's he's the normal guy. He's trying to keep it all together for everyone. But they're not in danger of being, you know, gunned down. And no. so there, season one is about the main bad guy, whose name I obviously forgot, and season two is about the law knowing that he exists and how to catch him. But we all know that he's the good guy. But that's what's happened. That's just because okay. I read about that. And uh, I cannot wait to see Ozark. And when I watched Ozark, I, I had to watch it straight through. Bateman is not always a sure bet, but usually, like, he will... He seems to clue in on quality. Yes. Yeah. If this is really well made, and uh, I assume if it's not in the Ozarks, it looks like what I think the Ozarks look like. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> and I liked it very, very much. So this is a good thing to binge on. No cringe Especially here. with season two coming up. Yes. And I think it starts just like in a few days. It's very, it's very soon. I don't remember. Like, yeah. It's not like end of August, of yeah. like um, yeah. Jack Ryan. So there is that to look forward to. And there's one other thing. Oh, we haven't watched Castle Rock. We will. We'll get back to you on that. And you have watched... Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah. From Have you watched like the whole thing so you're up to date? Yes. I, I, I have... I kind of put off initially like all of the CW um, superhero shows. Um, for whatever reason, whenever I first started watching Arrow, like back when it premiered, the first couple of episodes just didn't catch me. I just me. didn't get into the Arrow. And I, I didn't. Well, I mean, like I said, I was in that boat. Like it was. Is it Arrow the first, or the Arrow? Just Arrow. Okay. So the name, name of the show is Arrow. Um, the first three episodes didn't didn't really hook me. And, and Arrow just, in the Avengers is actually called? Hawkeye. Okay. He's not. Arrow is not <laughs> an Avenger. Um <laughs> Green Arrow is a sometimes member of the Justice League. Okay. Anyways, um, that didn't... so this show could be called not Hawkeye. Uh, I don't. I don't think DC, like the <laughs> the entity from or Warner Brothers, the parent company that is producing this, okay. I don't think they would appreciate like that. Um, what I get from this, it's a Batman thing. He's a rich guy doing something, something, and he, he shoots stuff with arrows. More or less what I think the producers of that show, they probably asked Warner Brothers initially if they could do a Batman show. Warner Brothers, let's see, would have been just tying up Dark Knight. And they don't seem to like to let a lot of their properties simultaneously exist, even though like comic book fans have been able to handle this for a number of years. They don't think they can do it in live action media for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um. Because the show feels like a Batman TV show, but instead of him being a man who dresses as a bat, <laughs> he's a man who dresses as a green archer. Um, in in the in the comic book, um, Oliver Queen is very like light. He's kind of quippy, um, not not a terribly serious character. In this show, he's a dark dark man. He even gets to fight a lot of Batman's villains. Raz al Ghul, in what is probably the best villain in season of the show, um, takes on Arrow. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and again, very a very popular Batman villain. You see them turning up all the uh, Suicide Squad mm-hmm. turns up in Arrow, like in in, a in its painful, earlier. I had to watch the no, movie. Way? No, like their Suicide Squad was great, but because Warner Brothers decided they were going to make a Suicide Squad movie, they told them they couldn't use them on Arrow anymore. Oh, because like because Warner Brothers is ultimately the one that gets to tell them what they can and cannot oh, do. Man. And I Deathstroke, feel so bad for the actors. Deathstroke shows up in the I believe it's the second season of Arrow. Oh, my goodness. It's phenomenal. But then DC decides that they want to put Deathstroke more. Everything this show does and then it does exceptionally. They're like, why don't we put that in one of our movies? They're not really going into those movies, are they? Like, here, that's successful. We'll take it from them. And all you actors are now out of jobs because we're not going to employ you in these movies or again on this TV show. Arrow. That burns me up. Arrow is just, like like I said, it's it's the Batman TV show, mm-hmm. but instead of a, a man dressed as a bat, it's a rich man that dresses as an archer. Like, he's got his own, like, team. Batwoman is actually even going to show up in the newest season of arrow like they have made offhand comments about um bruce wayne like in gotham city like they evidently exist you just none of these characters have have showed up now superman has showed up on supergirl and the air and the arrow team has shown up on the flash the great thing and what i I don't understand, like, Teen Titans has been mentioned recently that they're going to be going to, like, the Warner, the DC app. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have, start having its original programming. Why you would not have tied that into this already established, like, set of shows that's that's successful enough that the CW has four of these running simultaneously. Mm-hmm. But this one doesn't exist in that universe. Remember it's its own the other, frog? I, I don't. The frog, this, this. The WB before it was the CW, it was the WB. Yes, the WWDWB. <laughs> yeah, I just had to throw that out yeah, there. Yeah, that that he doesn't show up in Arrow. At I any point. W- wish he would. I I I'm betting there's a lot of people that are glad that Michigan J Frog plays no part in the CW. <laughs> so, um, I should give Arrow more than just one or two watches. Arrow doesn't get great until probably its second season or late into its first. And how, how many seasons are there? I believe they were going into seven. Okay. This the, Whenever it starts, I think it's in mid-October, um, it'll be season seven. It's the longest of the CW shows. The Flash started, I think, two seasons after Arrow. Um, the Flash is probably the best of the yeah, CW I have, shows. I'm a year behind on it. It's just, it's but, funny. Yeah. It's fun. And I was a huge, huge fan of the CB, the very short-lived, I think it ran a season on CBS in 1990. Um, John Wesley Shipp, who plays his father mm-hmm. in in The Flash, was The Flash on that series. And I think that's delightful. Danny, Danny Elfman did the score for that. Fl- like, I was, I was 10 years old and I was glued mm-hmm. to that. And then they canceled it. Of course. And of course, several years, several years later, several, several, well, it's more like a couple of decades later. They finally bring the Flash. A few days later, the Flash back to television, and like this, th- this is the Flash I wanted to see when I was ten. It is super fun. Anna Grace has finally said that she wants to watch the Flash. Do you know why? Is Be- it is it because Grant Gustin's dreamy? Because he can sing and tap dance. She did she see the yeah. te- the crossover episode with Supergirl? Were they? Uh, yeah. She just it's- saw that one scene. It, I, I'm not going to, that was, that was musical lovely. episodes can be train wrecks like cop rock or like it can Once be more with feeling Buffy. That's what, which is the one I was going to yeah, go to. Brilliant. Like, and I like I, that one. I'm not going to say it's necessarily once more with feeling, but it's a good episode. Mm-hmm. Like I don't find it tedious and it doesn't feel like it's just a gimmick. Mm-hmm. We uh, have the soundtrack to once more with feeling. That's well, there's nothing wrong with that, and have had it for three or four years. It's J- Joss Whedon knows how to do something with it. it uh, Doctor Horrible sing along blog. If I have not, oh dear, I need this. Ju- Google it. Just Google, Google it blog. and thank me later. Neil <laughs> Patrick Harris, uh, Joss Whedon. No, uh, it. NPH. Yes. 
Okay. The, the so I don't remember. I think this was during the like a writer strike or something. But basically, Joss Whedon just got he he brings Nathan Fillion like into <sighs> I, I I really another don't, guy I think we'd enjoy. I don't company. understand how you have not just just I hope I missed just this. watch it and then then tell me what you think and thank me. It's it, it's remarkable. Doctor Horrible's sing along blog. Yep. Okay. Yep. I, I need this. There shouldn't be more than one pop-up with that name. <laughs> I, w- I would imagine. <laughs> but the Flash, uh, fantastic. So, Supergirl. Um... Supergirl is the one that I went to, like, last. You also have, um... oh, dear, my mind just stopped, Legends of Tomorrow, which basically they use a lot of characters. Arrow and Flash go through a lot of auxiliary characters, Mm -hmm. like ones that show up for episodes or maybe just seasons, but they're ones that they didn't necessarily just want to throw away. They're like, this character is interesting. So they put them in this show that's about time traveling and fixing. I I saw the first season of that. There were parts of it I enjoyed and parts of it- Legends is not "Eh." remarkable. It's probably my least favorite of all of them, but it's still watchable enough um, that- You've got uh, Brandon Ralph. Yeah. Plays the Atom. Like, Ralph, say what you want to about Superman Returns. Like, Brandon Ralph was a, a good Superman, I think, in a bad movie. Mm-hmm. And here, um, he is uh, was in, I believe it's the third season of Arrow. He played um, the Atom. And I, I think they just, they didn't want to lose him there, so they put him in here. One of... Um, her her name is escaping. It's Laura Lance's sister, like mm-hmm. in the show, like from the, Lance Crackers. No, not not that. from Lance. But Link, her Secret her sister Chimp? her sister is killed by the League of Shadows. Yes. in that show, I, I I'm not gonna. If you do want to go down, and this is a rabbit hole that is deep. Yeah. If you go down it, um, his the sister is killed, but through da 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 da, da comic book stuff, she is alive now in Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. Um, she is probably the best thing about that show. She, mm-hmm. um, she again, has been trained by the League of Shadows. Like, she's a deadly assassin. She's an interesting, like, actress. Like Fighting lesbian? Yes. Okay. That's not her name on the show, but that is the, yes. Yeah. That, um, le- like I said, Legends is not great, but especially if you're going to have immersed yourself in all of that. Mm-hmm. It, it usually the yeah, she is a great character. The seasons are shorter. Um, watch watch Legends. Maybe not immediately, um, but it, it's it's worth the viewing. Supergirl, I got to last just because the the thing it's the one that I had the least um, in in common with. I guess does does that make enough sense? Like Grant, the Flash, and Arrow. Like they're all boys, and she's a girl. I I didn't read Supergirl when I was a boy. <laughs> I, I just I had. did, um, you know. She crossed over occasionally into the stories, but like at the point that I had caught myself up on Legends, Arrow, and the Flash, I was just like, because she would always show up in the crossover episodes, mm-hmm. um, and she, the, the actress herself, didn't play a bad Supergirl. Like it wasn't to the point that I was just like, this, this is horrendous. This is excruciating. Mm-hmm. Why are you subjecting me to seeing this character when I can watch Extinction? Do, just do any, <laughs> literally anything else. Hit myself in the head with a frying pan. Any, anything, anything. Um, and uh, Lauren, my daughter. Like I also want her to be able to see like strong females or mm-hmm. st- strong female role models. Like I want her to understand that you know girls are capable of anything that boys are. And so initially it just started out that the two of us were watching this. I wanted something that the two of us could kind of engage in together. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she she enjoyed it. But, like, she she does not have the dedication to watching television shows that I do. That's a shame. So eventually I'm just doing these on, on my own. Yeah. I'm just like, there's something funny about this. Like, Kristen would wake up in the middle of the night. Like, if I couldn't sleep and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, watching Supergirl. The uh, the people from the bottle city of Candor, and she's just <laughs> like, "You're, are you watching Supergirl? Supergirl, I think, also came about that they wanted to do a Superman show, mm-hmm. but Man of Steel, um, Henry Cavill, like all, all the, Warner Brothers, the film side is mm-hmm. using that character. And is Ally McBeal still in it? 
Um, she shows up occasionally. Whenever they moved um, from CBS to CW in the mm-hmm. first and second season, on CBS it was shot in L.A., which she was fine with. They are now in Vancouver, and apparently uh, Callista Flockhart wasn't flocking there. <laughs> Well, uh, she, she's married to Harrison Ford. She doesn't have to do anything if she doesn't want to. No, no. But, I mean, she'll show up in, like, an episode or two. Like, mm-hmm. she's a guest star now, um, and, like, you can still feel her presence uh, in that show because the one of the, the mainstays of it, Cat Co. Worldwide, her character, Cat Grant, was the owner of that. And, like I said, she'll just kind of stick her in, head in occasionally mm-hmm. now. But, like I said, sh- her presence is still there because, it, like, her company's there. Yeah, it's a great character. I, I was glad they didn't recast. I, I don't think that's a char- that's not the kind of character you can just recast. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you get likey, lucky with, like, what they did with uh, Michael Gambone in the Harry Potter movies mm-hmm. after Richard Harris had passed. But... Callista Flockhart had a very definitive stamp right. on that character, and I mean, the show was built around it, and I think you just, you kind of risk your audience turning on you mm-hmm. if you try to undo, redo, or kind of change that particular element of it. Um, the Martian Manhunter shows up, um, the Fortress of Solitude shows up, like Superman even shows up really? in this show. For I think he's been in a total of like four episodes um, it's all they pull all of this fascinating like Superman lore, but because the show isn't called Superman, or they wouldn't let them use Superman as the Genesis point, or maybe mm-hmm. because they they had worn out I Superman say on the, Smallville in the first season. I don't think they ever said Superman. I think they 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 allude to him like yes. he's Jimmy Olsen is allowed to name, it. and even in the uh, the theme song, like they even say, and they're like. Uh, my cousin, Superman, but he's a silhouette. Mm-hmm. The character doesn't show up until I. It's I think it's the beginning of the second season. Um, but you get all of this stuff that I read in like action comics: Superman, Man of Steel, Superman, um, the, the Adventures of Superman. Just normal, regular. They had four or five Superman comic books monthly when I was a kid and I would do whatever I could to get these and they're bringing those characters like Parasite is in Bat Batman and Spider-Man have the greatest rogues gallery of any two comic book characters <laughs> but in a distant third Superman has a fascinating set of these side characters uh the Guardian like all all of this stuff that as a kid I was just like I want to see this in a movie and like they still haven't touched it in movies this show is doing some deep cuts into the Superman mythos. Okay. They're using a lot of like the super girl stuff, but like her pantheon doesn't run as deep. I, I don't dislike the character, but it, like I said, as a comic book fan, that was never a book that spoke directly to me. But uh, for for girls to watch for their own superheroes, do you feel it is is it empowering? I, I think being able to see somebody that is very similar to yourself um, is empowering to a certain degree. And while I am not a blonde girl uh, or a girl at all. Um, not a being, not a blonde one. Um, I, I never had any shortage of like seeing a white male character doing exceptional things. Like I've never had to worry about seeing myself represented or in some way uh, on the screen. Mm-hmm. But having seen this character and seeing how my daughter reacts to it, um, and, and again, wanting to make sure that she understands that, like, anything a boy can do, you can do. You, Except you write are your just, name in the snow. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we're just, we're going to accept, we're going to accept that one. Um, but yeah. I, I, I particularly enjoy it because you are seeing this character, like, tremendously powerful character. So in a few years, you're going to buffy her. I'm, I, I like, I want to slowly walk them into that. Because, you I mean, you can't just, you can't start at the end. No, you can just stroll into Buffy. And, like, Joss Whedon, who is also an incredible writer of, like, strong female heroines. Mm-hmm. Um. I figured Supergirl was a, a good enough starting yeah. point. 
but it like it, it it just it does it does make me proud that she can see something and it's something that I can also um do with her nerd like, out yeah as a as a parent like you do want to find ways to connect with your kids because like okay Fortnite like I'm not connecting with my kids on that like I just hate that thing <laughs> so I haven't I have even to find, seen it I've just heard about be, it be glad that you have girls Oh, they want to play it. Oh, all boys. All boys. Just I just like, don't have it. I, it's like what Ninja Turtles were in 1988. Oh, wow. Those were everywhere. It just, like, one of my boys, he's got a backpack for it. Like, uh. anything that they do, it has to be, oh, I want to get V-Bucks, which is the currency that you can spend in the game, but you have to use real-life currency to <laughs> buy the, uh, uh. Oh, by the way, I want to know if you... If you uh, knew this phrase, I knew what it meant when I heard it, but still. So Anna Grace was on our last show to talk about Voltron, right. uh, which uh, she she's made sure. She goes, don't talk about anything that I have something to say on on this show. I said, OK, fine, whatever. We'll do our best. <laughs> I'm not letting you watch Ozark anytime soon. So um, she. Oh, there was a point to this. What was it? Oh, it was good. Oh, that's right. Um, anime. We were in Shea Walmare, and there were all these anime posters up, and she was just going nuts over them. And I said, now you say so many people don't know you love anime. Clearly, the people do. They're selling them in Walmart, and they're like three different kinds, and they're not all Dragon Ball Z. So then... We're all talking, me and both of my she-spawn, and I said, well, you know, you don't have to go, hey, do you like anime? You can just say, what do you like to watch? And if they name an anime that you're not hot on, like Dragon Ball Z, you can or, say- Or a thread that you can yeah. pull, at least. Yeah, you like, can say, yeah. well, you might like this show. And then Jenna says, no, mom, you can't do that. Because then they'd take your cinnamon bun. Okay. <laughs> and I said, and where did you get that term? The internet. This is what taking your cinnamon bun means. Okay, I was like, you're going to have to tell me. I'm going to. That phrase, all it means is that someone is taking my delicious pastry from me. <laughs> well, apparently, if you watch anime in particular... And you you really like character A. That is, you identify with character A. And you meet someone, and they also watch the same show. And they also like the same character, but feel differently about it. Then they're taking your cinnamon bun. That's a... I want to... How did that phrase... Easily... I don't know. But they're both like, oh, yeah, mom, it's all over the oh, internet. Oh, mom, I'm a cinnamon bun. Cinnamon. <laughs> like, okay, so cinnamon bun. And I said, that is stupid. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm perplexed. And I'm then, gonna... oh, you'll love this. So then I said, that cinnamon buns have been taken between Star Trek fans for years over who's the best captain. And I said, and we all know the answer is, and Jenna goes, Picard. I said, it's always Kirk. <laughs> and I said, why did you say Picard? You haven't even seen more than two episodes. I just think he's cool. I I would argue, and I'm, I'm going to try not to walk yeah, We're not going to, we don't have time for this. But it's, yeah. the, it's the one, it's the Star Trek that made you fell in love with yes. the franchise. Oh, I totally like, agree. I, I would agree with her. I think Picard is the better captain. But he's really your first captain. But I but I I am a TNG like Trekkie. Like that was my that was my entry. That was point your gateway drug into the franchise. Whereas in people that say like caught DS9 and that's what led him into it. They're going to tell you Captain Cisco. Mhm. It, is it makes total one. sense. And I've heard idiots tell me that Janeway is the best captain. I know. And I'm just like, guys, that is absolutely Chicote. positively no. They're all taking your cinnamon bun, man. Oh, that's so now, you're welcome. I'm going to try to fit that into <laughs> Apparently, all the kids are saying it. Or just my two. I'm going to, I'm going to use it on mine and see if I, I get any reaction. Honestly, I wouldn't put it past my girls to have made Invented it up it. and said, let's see if mom will believe this. That They would also do that. That 
I want I want to Google it and it come up with no no hits. <laughs> and and have realized what they did. That would be <laughs> That would be so delicious. <laughs> I would like Speaking that. of which, I would like a cinnamon bun. Speaking of delicious. I'm going to right now. So, uh binge or cringe, uh extinction cringe. After that, father of the year cr- oh, cringe. <laughs> but I want you to watch even <laughs> want you to watch the first 10 minutes for the David Spade nude in the pool. You don't see any bits and pieces. And the accent. <laughs> and, and then Ozark. Season one's already up. You need to see season two. And uh, Supergirl, apparently uh, not bad. If you are going to watch the CW shows, like... Watch Supernatural. Di- di- dig, in, <laughs> dig into it hard. Dig, dig in, yeah. like just what that's what happened with me. I started watching The Flash and I was like, this is great. Yeah. When, which eventually led me to Arrow, which eventually led me to Legends of Tomorrow, which eventually led me to Supergirl. So you're all caught up on Supergirl? Yes. I'm now. ready. I'm ready Supernatural for now. Everything. Is that, Supernatural. Is that the app now. that allows you to watch all of Supernatural? <laughs> if not, I will act out every scene of all of them. I want to call you on that. So. Is- We're watching Supernatural because I stopped watching it a few years ago because I wanted to get the girls into it and I wanted to watch it with them. So now we are caught up to the three years I haven't seen. And in this last year that I had already seen, you have Crowley, the king of hell, who's, of course, hilarious. And his mother, Rowena, the redheaded witch from Scotland, shows up. Also hilarious. And Anna Grace says to me, she says... She says to me, you know, you would talk to me just like she's talking to him. I could see you doing that. Your your <laughs> daughter calls you the mother of hell? Like, is that what you're... She's just a big deal witch, really. I don't know. If somebody told me, they called me like Al Pacino... It was a compliment. If somebody called me like Al Pacino from Devil's Advocate, like... I don't, I don't know if I'd be terribly... I'd just be like, really? Yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not the devil, but yeah. I, I hope that's not what you were saying. Yeah, yeah pretty much. So, yes, the CW uh, has has a lot to offer. I have not seen um, Riverdale, but I do know the song Sugar Sugar. Which is basically like watching the show. I think it has changed radically. Yes, this is not... Um, this this is not Archie and Friends. Like I, watched, I think it's a Gossip Girl version of it. It's a much like it feels like the darker, grittier. Because I thought it was strange when I heard that they were doing uh, Riverdale in the first place. But then, like when I started seeing the previews, I was like, "Oh, this is this is different. This is not Archie and this. Company that I watched on Saturday mornings." Like. No. That ain't the Jughead I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel the need to at least watch one episode so I can pass judgment. I watch way too much of the CW. How do you watch so much TV, Jane? I'll tell you. Streaming Unlimited on Verizon. And coffee. And coffee. I just turn it on in the car, flip it over. You'd be surprised how much you want to watch a screen when you're driving. I have to turn the which phone is, which over. Which is why they have laws. Yeah, you shouldn't. About why, about why you cannot. <laughs> but the, the pull is there. The desire to look is there. So I, I um, flip it over and I listen. I think that's best. I yeah. think that's best for your surrounding Everyone. motorists. But you know, when I was experiencing that desire to look, I went, oh, I understand now why the guy in the self-driving car was watching something. It's like it's, it's, you can't help it. So you have to I have mean, a lot of discipline. Self drive. I know. I mean, I don't. I mean, wasn't that the point? I I hate it. This was years, what three years ago. I hate it that he's dead. Whoever you were, guy. But again, if your car's going to self drive, what am I? Supposed that's to the do? point. I'm not driving. I, I don't blame him for watching something. But yeah, I do listen to a lot. But I I pick carefully what I listen to. For instance, I listened to Father of the Year. Glanced at it once in a while when I wasn't driving because I knew that I didn't have to watch a lot of this it. This was not a visual feast. New, no, new, no, nor was Extinction, and yet I watched that in my home. So there you go. That's our binge or cringe. We're most excited about um, Ozark.
I yeah. think. Yeah. And I think I'll, I'll sample some Riverdale so I can I can pass some judgment. Yeah, I feel the need to, you know. I don't keep up. I don't think I'm going to enjoy it, but I don't want to make that kind of decision before I mean, it's before no, I've at least experienced some of it. It's no Hotel Transylvania 3. No, and no. Not a whole lot is going to be. <laughs> anyway, if there are any shows that you want us to watch for you because you're just on the fence about it and you don't know how to make time to let watch us, TV, let us we'll shove do it. you off of that fence. Here, I get to say this because I have depression. So I'm talking with Anna Grace and I said, I just want you to know I would never get so bad to off myself. And honestly, TV, I said, there's too much I need to see. Even at my downtime, just like, I really need to have some closure here. And she said, you're right. I feel the same way. There's too much I have to watch. So if anything happens to us, someone did us in. We did not do it ourselves. Or they, they, they cut the cable. Didn't we already do that? They were they were just or your internet. Like they shut down your router. <laughs> oh, that would that would be horrible. But then I would just go to a coffee shop. Yeah, I I watch a lot. Nothing wrong with that. I know. Well, I mean, but listen there to probably who you, is. listen to who's like justifying that. I know, nothing wrong with it. When the doctor says your kids shouldn't have more than two hours of screen time, including T V, I'm like, What? What kind of doctor are you? I Doctor Evil maybe. I don't. I don't know. I need. I need to hear some facts yeah. before before I I agree with something like that. I am having a hard time as a kid who never liked to play outside because reasons, and I really like watching TV and movies. Look how I turned out. And this this is, <laughs> this is the the golden age of at your fingertips. Yeah, like just we haven't yet reached the point of the people in Wally. Mind well, you, we we have not. It's I guarantee it somewhere. Okay, someone has. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, someone has. Anyway, so if there's something you want us to check out for you, by all means, let us know. You can find us all over the interwebs. This has been your cringe. Thanks for listening. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.